You are listening to the Unapologetically Fueled podcast, where we talk about cultivating food freedom, psychology, gut health, overcoming adversity, hearing inspirational stories, and how to truly live life unapologetically fueled. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited for today's guest. Um, I will let you introduce yourself, but it his name is Tommy Runs and he is an absolute legend. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, what you do, social media. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't have said legend, but I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a, a runner, um, dad, um, podcaster, stuff like that. And I do, I do a lot of content creation on Instagram. So it just like an easy way for me to kind of do all the things I do and get content doing it and have some fun and maybe inspire myself and inspire others along the way just by sharing my story. So um, been through a lot of stuff and it's just it's cool to still be here and able to share it. Yeah, I love that. I love how you're like, kind of motivation and inspiration behind your platform is just to inspire and help others because I think that's the purpose of life. So it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause it's, it's more like, I mean, I, I don't, I hate saying that, like, you know, that something's to inspire or motivate someone else. I mean, really it's for me, it's, you know, the, the, cha- the things that helped me change a lot were other people just sharing their story i mean they, it was inspirational and it was motivational to hear someone else's story but i definitely um i don't i try my best to not intend to motivate or inspire mm-hmm. um, but if because if it, it if you it, to me if you go at it that way it's you're starting to like kind of preach a little bit and if you're not sharing just your own experiences i just don't feel like that's authentic to me so um, I think I come off as inspiring, but it's really just me sharing stuff. And a lot of times I'm sharing things that aren't very inspiring at all. Like it's like shortcomings or struggles or whatever. But even in that, you know, that's inspiring too. If you can see somebody that's, you know, not, you know, at the bottom of the earth, you know, um, and they're still sharing their struggles. I think that's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's so important. I feel like social media can really become like a highlight reel of just people saying like, it's all good. Everything's positive, but it's really like, I feel like people are most impacted when we're just like our real authentic selves and like sharing, like life sucks a lot of the times and like, that's okay. And like other people are going through stuff too. And like, I think, yeah, I think that's the most inspiring thing. Yeah. Life does suck sometimes, you know? Um, and it could really suck, you know, at 10 o'clock at 10 AM and you know, by one o'clock, it could be a great day. So exactly. that's the thing. it's just, it's up and down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Um, so what's the title of your podcast as well for other listeners to check out after this? Uh, so yeah, the podcast is, uh, it's called the run, eat, sleep show. Um, and I interview professional runners, coaches, entrepreneurs in the space. Um, just people that I, that I find inspiring, that I find interesting. Um, and then I also have the PR project, which is a YouTube show. Uh, it's, it's, uh, my, two of my friends and I started a podcast about, you know, training and, you know, going after PRs and, so we'll set like a goal race and we'll just talk for, you know, 14, 16 weeks through the training every Sunday to talk about shoes and stuff like that. Cause I've luckily had decent relationships with, with running brands. And so we're able to get shoes and things like that, try them out and just give our feedback. I mean, it's not necessarily like full reviews, like um, some of like the, the review pros out there, but it's more of a, just a, Hey, I like these shoes for this vibe. And that's like my whole, goal like with the show and the PR project and all the content is just to be as normal as possible um, and not sell anybody really on anything and just do the thing um, and then work with brands though too that believe in us and believe in me and um, hopefully be of value to them but really only do it if it's authentic and shareable in a way that doesn't come off as um, like an influencer I mean some yeah, you, know, you know what I mean Yep, absolutely. You got it. No, that's awesome. His podcast is really, really great. And I will link all of that stuff down below too. And I'm so excited to check out the PR project because that sounds so much fun. And I've been hearing all about it. So So can you share a little bit about your running story? Like when did you find running? Where'd you start? Where are you going now? Um, Just kind of all the deets. Um, Well, so yeah, I started started running in 2018, um, but it was after a year, a little bit over a year of sobriety uh, in 2000, in January, 2017, I 
ch- chose a life of sobriety and, you know, went through, I went to all the, you know, AA meetings and um, I st- still could and should go. I just don't as much as I should now. But um, after, you know, after choosing sobriety, I just had like all this um, time and energy and clarity. And, and I wouldn't even say clarity because it took a long time for that. But um, I just had time and energy, you know, to do something. So and I started to see myself a little more clearly and was like, you know, I don't really like the way I look. I didn't like the way things were. So I decided to like start going to the gym and lifted weights and got like sh- big and strong and stuff. I was all buff. Um, and then I got invited to by a client through work. I, did, I, I got invited to a um, uh, the rock and roll half marathon in july uh, 2018 so he invited me like in may like he's like hey we got a race coming up we're raising money for a charity called move for hunger do you want to you should do this you can do it you're fit and so i'm like sure i mean have 13 miles can't be that bad you know um and it was it was bad <laughs> um but i i train i kind of tried to train for it a little bit like air quotes meaning like i think i ran up this it wasn't training it was just a bunch of running and random wrong shoes um ended up getting a little hurt but i still ran the race and just really it was really happy like when i crossed the finish line i was just proud of myself on a different level like i wasn't like i've been prouder of running after that point so it wasn't like you know this it was just i just appreciated it taking so long you know it taking me so long to get from the start to finish and i stuck with it and it was a rainy day and so it wasn't even perfect everybody i just was so happy and i couldn't believe i did something like that so i let the, the, my foot heal and then i stuck with it um and then like the rest is kind of history it just started to set my sights on bigger things like trying to qualify for boston um and then everything just kind of snowballed from there and creating content around it just put me in a different spot um so i was able to kind of move that to in 2020 decided to start a clothing line which is well now i wouldn't say clothing line per se but just like a, a merch line i guess um i was making shirts and hoodies and things like that um and people really supported it and all the shirts said run eat sleep repeat and on a long run one day i'm like i should do a, sh- a podcast called the run eat sleep show so i started that and then that's doing very well. And we just got to 100, 100 episodes um, like last week. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. And it's just been really fun to have, you know, all these different, you know, professional athletes on the show, some really, really big names, some really, really cool people. Um, and it's just, it's all kind of like kept rolling into all these different opportunities. And to the point now I get to go to like, go to different races like we just came back from the UG marathon with with Gary and Aaron and Kalamazoo marathon invited us over to to run that and that was just after Boston and it was just it's been a crazy ride and it's kind of hard to like sum it all up but running has been like the physical it feels like the physical like um representation I guess of 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 like the, my, my sober walk in a sense, you know, like, cause there's so many parallels between sobriety and running. And it's like, you know, you hear people say like, you know, one mile at a time. And you know, that to me is just the same thing as like one step at a time and like one day at a time. And I mean, that's the only way you can do anything. And like, and sobriety taught me that. So when I, when I started running, I'm like, wow, this is very similar. Like it's not a race. It's not, you can't be worried about mile like 25 at mile two, you know, like you have to just kind of be where you are and do all the work like sobriety, do all the work to be ready for that mile or that moment or that step. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been a, it's been a wild ride. Like I'm, you know, I probably sound under like underwhelmed by it, but it's like, it's just this crazy ride. It's hard to explain like how all this happened. Yeah. That's, there's so many beautiful things you just said there. Like, it is running is truly like a beautiful reflection of life and especially with recovery and sobriety is just because it is it's such a hard process and it's so hard to get through and so really taking it that one mile one day at a time is so helpful and also something that I I really like that you said is like after your first half marathon is like you never felt like that was like that proud on a different level it's like you showed yourself that oh my gosh I can get through things that like are really really hard and I think is impossible and I think that's like one of the coolest things about running too is that like you can show yourself that like 
things that you think are impossible actually like are possible. And it's like, it tells yourself that story that like you're capable of doing the really hard things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like, it's like I said, it's all the small stuff that just adds up to, um, you know, cause like in the beginning of when I was, you know, walking into those rooms, you know, and then people would say that they were like, you know, one year or five years or 20 years or whatever sober. And I just like, at that point I was like, there's no, like, uh, there's no way like there's I didn't even I couldn't imagine at that point like six months or a year for sure but like to have somebody say like they're like 10 years sober and like I just didn't even it was just such a big number you know and that's when like everybody kept saying like you know one just one day at a time it sounds dumb but it's like really just one day at a time and do everything you can do today to stay sober um and there's a bunch of those days, like, you just do that over and over and, you know, just adds up, you know? So it's like, it's, it's, it's just like that. And like in running and in life or whatever it is, like, if you can, you know, other than like, you know, flying, you know, like, I, I'm not going to be able to fly. That's a, you know, pro- probably impossible, you know, without my, you know, without like some extra assistance um, <laughs> or, fall, or, or falling very hard. Um, but it's like, if you can, if you have a goal that just seems just so wild, um, just figure out like what you can do today and then keep doing that over and over. Um, that, you know, you never know, like you look up and how many ever days later it's like happening, you know? Um, and it may take a really long time too. Like mm-hmm. it, it just takes patience and being like, okay with just the process of doing day by day. Yeah. That's really cool. One day at a time. I love that. And that's a motto that I, truly live by and it's really cool how it relates to running like that yeah for sure for sure i have a, i have a tattoo that says one blank at a time it's like an underscore underline and, and then so look when i i've looked at it during races i've looked at it just in general like where it's like just fill in whatever you want to right there you know um, i love that yeah so yeah. much you should make t-shirts of that we can like yeah well, let's, yeah well yeah well yeah let, let's do that we'll figure we'll figure it out yeah, yeah. start some merch here <laughs> one blank yeah. at a time. <laughs> that's my sure. last name too which is funny yeah. <laughs> oh yeah really okay yeah I, did, I didn't realize that okay yeah well it doesn't say blank it's just the underline I know, but, just the underline yeah. i love it yeah, yeah. Fill it in. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly that's so cool oh my gosh i love that so much and i also love how you like made that podcast out of the run like eat sleep repeat because i see that quote everywhere and mm-hmm. like I love how that was your inspiration for that. Like, I never knew that is what inspired the title of the Running Sleep Show. So I like love that. <laughs> yeah, because I was listening, I was watching. Um, I think Elliot Kipchoge was doing his um in 2019. He was doing his uh, so he was trying to break two. Uh, it was the one the Ineos 159 challenge when he ran yeah. 14940 something or whatever it was. Um, and one of the announcers said, like, it's a, he was talking about their, their lifestyle and it's just literally run, eat, sleep, repeat, run, eat, sleep, repeat, run, eat, sleep, repeat. And he said it like that. So I wrote it down and I was just like, it just seemed like something that stood out. And I like had this like bar across my phone, like on the lock screen that said, run, eat, sleep, repeat. And I never knew what to do with it. And one day I was like, oh, I'm going to make a shirt. And then I made the shirt and people bought it. So it, it kind of worked out. That's amazing. I love that so much. <laughs> that's awesome awesome. um so with your story with sobriety I guess like what is your overall journey with that and story and um what are some things that you've learned from that journey um so I mean it's long there's a lot there uh yeah yeah definitely you can you don't have to go it's um well you know like I started drinking like I started drinking like when I was uh, like 17 um and it was it came at like a time when I was I, mean, I was a senior in high school and I just feel like the first the first drink I had when I got like tipsy I guess you'd call it right mm-hmm. I was just like it was like one of the first times that I just didn't necessarily care about what was going on around me you know like I just because I don't know where it came from but I mean I've had you know like I've you know, lost my dad when I was eight and so you know was raised by a single mother and she did did an amazing job with me and my sister but you know like there's always those you know things that maybe you you know you just as a child or as a teenager didn't handle correctly and then you end up like worried about everything and everyone who's thinking what who's saying this and just really uh insecure um in yourself and in everything you know and then 
um like i had that drink and i was like yo like i don't care like this is great like i don't like i can i'm and all of a sudden i'm talking to people like i wasn't i was talkative but i just was so worried about what i said when and it was just a tough for me it was tough you know and um at that moment i was like this is great and so we me and alcohol were like fast friends you know um and then i just went from like that point all the way until how old am i so until 32 ish of just like this really bad relationship with it and it just got worse and worse and it, in the beginning it was fun and beginning it was cool and then middle to end probably it was just that's just what i did and it was more depressing than anything um having that hide it and try to act like i'm not drunk and and i made some really i had some tough you know um decisions that i've like still to this day i have to pay for you know and um you know like i flipped my car no i don't think i've ever said this on the podcast um i was i flipped my car like i rolled it twice like not two separate times but it rolled twice and luckily like landed on its tires and i just opened the door and got out um no one else it was just a single car thing so no one else was hurt so that was good but it's just like you, you have all these signs where it's like yo you got to stop you know and when you're in it it's just really hard to it's hard to see that you know it's hard to like you know it you instinctively know like this is not good for me but it's just like you're so your your identity and like the way you handle this handle stress and pain and whatever is all in it and then till like in 2017 i just after like time and time again of you know new year's eve resolutions to like not drink for a month or you know different times of the year where i'm gonna stop for a week or not drink during the week all these different ways to try to trick myself to like i can do this you know i can control this it was just failure after failure of that so by 2017 i was just so tired of like losing you know like i just felt like everything that every day i just felt like i would wake up and just it was an immediate loss because i would wake up and say well i might as well finish that drink you know um so I was just tired of it. It was just like a sad, you know, dark, depressing moment. So I told the truth once because, like, you know, so that's the thing, like with you know, alcoholism and any, any most addictions and just in general, like not even addictions, but like, you know, they say like the truth will set you free. You know, like and it sounds so stupid, like just like one day at a time. It sounds so dumb, but you know, honestly, like it's really not. Like if you can, you know what I did was I called like this um, employee assistance program. Most, most companies have an employee assistance program built in their insurance. So I called them because my mother was like, Hey, just call them. I didn't tell her I was having a problem, but she just knew I wasn't like happy, you know? And so she's like, just call them and, and just talk to them. Maybe they'll hook you up with somebody. So I told this person over the phone that does like the screening. She said, how many drinks do you have a day? And normally I just go like with two or three, you know, maybe just beer or whatever. But this, this I told her like, you know, told her a number and yeah. told her what it was and she's like okay and then didn't say anything didn't make a big deal out of it and then that was the first time I had told like the the whole truth you know to someone outside of like my friends and even my friends like maybe one friend knew probably like how much it was you know going on um but then uh they hooked me up with a, a counselor who was like a who was a, a specialist um a behavior specialist but she was also a um, substance abuse counselor so she after that i like i went went in there and i told her the truth again you know and that was like the moment and the thing i needed to be able to like continue to go the right direction and so i always refer to that moment as like the truth you know the moment of truth kind of like where like if i didn't if i wasn't tired enough of of the lie and of the secret to tell the truth um, I wouldn't be here, you know, I probably, I'm sure that I'm sure I would be dead, you know, cause I, yeah. So it's just, I'm just so happy and thankful that I was just tired and fed up with that, that lifestyle, you know? Um, and then everything else was like, I jumped into like, to, um, I was referred to her by, to go to AA and people in there sharing their stories. And that kind of refers to like what, you know, why I share my story so much, um, is because like just hearing people that don't look like me, no background could couldn't be more more opposite than me, um, had the same feelings, same thoughts, same struggles in their own way, you know. And I heard my story get told over and over every week by somebody totally different than me, you know. So it just gave me more strength to realize, like, okay, well, I'm not 
number one, I'm not special in that sense. Like it's not just me that's dealing with this. Um, and then also they're not special either. So I can do that too, you know? Um, so that's why, you know, I share so much and yeah, and I've said before, like, you know, my whole goal is so people can look at things and say like, oh, I can do that too. Not like a insp inspiring, like you can do this too, but like legit, like if number one, you can, if someone else can do it, you can, you know, I mean, I just believe that, you know, like, I mean, obviously certain, there's certain limitations like physical or whatever, but for the most part, like if, you, if somebody else can do it, you can dream up something and do that too. But then also there's certain things in our lives that we've done that we don't necessarily give ourselves credit for or like correlate them to things we're dealing with now. So then we feel like we can't do something or this, this is a new challenge that I'm not able to conquer. And I just feel like that's not true because I've, I've, ref I've looked back at like my hard headedness and, and determination to drink myself to oblivion you know, go through all the signs and family and friends and everyone telling me whatever they told me. If I can push through all that and all the crappy feelings inside that I was dealing with as well, you know, like physically, if I can go through all that and keep on drinking, then I'm pretty sure that I can like work my way through like a marathon training block for, you know, 16 weeks. Or I'm pretty sure that I have like the fortitude to like start a podcast and see it through, you know. Um, so like, that's a super negative to, to a positive, but there's so many different things that we've done that we didn't think we could do. And when a new thing comes, we're so quick to just go like, oh, this is too much. But we've done something very similar before. Um, all we have to do is just like kind of reimagine it or restructure the effort and um, we can do it. That is beautiful. Like I'm literally, I have goosebumps. Like I feel so inspired right now. Like that is so like beautiful how you are like using your story and showing how it's like like what you think you can't do like you can do and it's like so like it's it's cool when you go through like I mean it's of course it stinks when you go through something like um obviously it sucks but like also it's cool when you can look back and see like I overcame that and yeah. like that means I can do things that absolutely scare me too and so I just that's incredible and that's so inspiring wow oh my gosh well, thank you thank you no it's just it's just um i mean that's the thing like i think like one of my uh, just one of my things um i f you know we we all go through like so many different things that like you know you get kind of in this like why me vibe you know especially like lately it just seems just so many people that are just unhappy you know in um and, and, and it's not to downplay it because we all go through so many different things, you know, but it's, it's, I don't necessarily, I don't believe that, you know, some people say like everything happens for a reason. I don't believe it in that sense where it's like, you know, this happened for a, you know, for a reason, you know, it's like, number one, I do believe that we create everything, you know, in a sense that we, that happens to us. So yes, this is legit happening for a reason, maybe that something, you know what I mean? Like you, you're standing here for a reason because you walked over here. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I think that it's things happen to us and we can make reason reason and find meaning in it. Um, so it's like, even if like things are like just terrible at the moment, like, you know, or have been for a very long time, like you don't know until you like to sit back and step back from it to see like number one number one what are your options and then number two like what what is this giving you what is this giving you like what are you going to now be able to do after this you know um because like it's like running too like because if you if you like take the a random moment in a workout you know like a the toughest workout of your life if you take that if you just stop in that moment and go like and spread this one feeling for like you know act like it's like your your existence yeah. then you'll be like yeah running sucks forever i'm done you know but we're we're very aware that this is only a short time because we know it's the interval we know it's this and that so it's easier for us to process and go like oh this is obviously going to make me stronger and it's obviously going to make me faster but if you can if you can think about that in the same way and like things happen in life where it's like this is just an interval you know and this is just something i have to do 
and it really sucks it hurts it's painful but you know it's just like you have to you have to know that like unless you die like right this moment you know you can you may be able to use this to help yourself later and you may be able to use this to help someone else later so that's why like i share is to just look like i'm not i haven't been through everything in the world but i've been through enough to know that like i shouldn't be here you know what i mean so it's like it's i have to share something because maybe someone goes like damn like i've been through that too and i didn't think that i could come from that so yeah yeah that's really cool i love that um yeah personally i also i went through a really bad eating disorder and i was in treatment for a very long time and i was so hesitant to share things um about it for the longest time but then when i started doing that people just kept reaching out and they were like oh this is helping so much and i I literally attribute what I went through to how I'm running now to how my academics are going now, because like, it was like the hardest thing. Like I used to say like one bite at a time, that was my motto, like one day at a time. And so um, once I got through that and I realized that it's okay to be uncomfortable and like, it often leads to growth. Like I literally, like my, everything in my whole like life, like change, like my outlook. And it's like, so cool to like, look back at like, literally the hardest, like some of the hardest wars that you're going to fight is against your mind, especially when it like, like wants something and it needs to have that sense of control. And so when you can like break through that and find something that you love and really like find resilience in that, I think that's incredible. And you are literally doing an amazing, like you are so resilient and it's just like, it's just amazing to see how your story is just played out in all these different inspiring ways. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, with, you know, congratulations on, you know, going, going through that and, and coming out on the other end, like a happy, healthy person. Um, but it's like, it just gave you tools to, to, to help, you know, and, and inspired you to, do things that you never probably would have done without that moment, you know? Yeah. Um, we all got to go. I mean, like my grandfather's always said, like, everybody got to deal with something, you know? And and it sounds really tough, I guess. But, I mean, it's so true, though. Like, everybody has to, everybody has their thing. You know, everybody has their multiple things, whatever it is. So it's it's just, it's, it's um, narcissistic to think that, like, you're the only one that's going through it. And then if you get through it, then you got to like, keep it to yourself. And cause, cause, cause what, you know, if you share, maybe somebody else will feel like they, they're seen and heard and they go like, wow, I really, Sabrina, I didn't know that about you. Can you, you inspired me to, to do what you did or whatever. Um, so I'm glad that you, you know, are starting to share that. Yeah, of course. I I think it's so important to be vulnerable and to share stories because that's also what helped me is like what you were saying with your sobriety journey is like helping like listening to other people's stories and hearing them um and what they dealt with. That also helped me in my journey because it was a lot like an addictive tendency that I had. And so it was very much like the same, like I just like the same process. And so really hearing how other people was like, oh yeah, like you can do this and like hearing how their struggles and their triumphs really help. So yeah. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess, how do you think running, like you took up running after becoming sober? Um, how do you think it's impacted your journey with recovery and how has recovery impacted your journey with running? So like that. Uh, well, well running, um, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's affected my recovery journey other yeah. than I think that like it's a extension of it in a way you know um like because some I've heard like someone had wrote something once and they were like you know you know Tommy runs used his uh used running to keep him sober and I like made him take it out because like that wasn't that's not the, I mean <laughs> yeah like I run or whatever but it that's definitely not the tool that I use and I know other people that have you know like I know people that like have st started running and then they use that to keep them busy and things like that. Like, that's great. You know? Um, but that wasn't the case for me. Luckily, like, luckily, cause I, I feel like if I ever got hurt, I'd be in some trouble, you know? Yeah. Um, but when it comes to sobriety affecting running, there would be in, in like, there would be nothing without sobriety. There would, you know, like, so, um, if someone asked me like, you know, what do I put first, you know, um, in my, my, my lineup of like things of importance, you know, sobriety's first and 
and my kids are after that even you know and my works you know everything is after sobriety because without that there would be none of this and even if there was i wouldn't be what i am in those things without sobriety um so it's it's sobriety's everything you know and then yeah it's just it's just it's the most important thing that i've ever done and will do and that's just how it is for me yeah that's beautiful i'm like tearing up like i like that is so beautiful and that's so that's awesome and it is so true too like there's literally nothing without it and i mean just living in that day-to-day life knowing what you've done to work to overcome this is just like and just living in that is so important in all aspects of your life because you really have that mindset and that power and that humility to carry over into all aspects of your life so that's really awesome no i appreciate that thank you yeah of course so how do you think or why do you think running is such a good outlet for people in recovery or um like i know that you mentioned some people use it to like stay busy yeah. and stuff, but i guess i feel like it's a very common thing that mm-hmm. i see in the mm-hmm. running community is people who have um who have dealt with addictions, whether it's alcohol or whether it was like an eating disorder. I feel like it's so common to see that in the running community. And a lot of people take up running after becoming sober. Why do you think this is like, why do you think it's such a good outlet? Um, I don't like, so uh, I think it's, I mean, it, it's, um, so running is like this. It's like, um, it takes a lot to commit, you know, to running, you know, on a very consistent basis, even if you're just running like a little, a couple of miles or whatever every day or every other day or whatever it is. So I think it's like, it's a big enough thing. Uh, um, It's like, it takes a lot of space and it's harder to do if you're drinking, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's hard to balance the two. And so like, if you're, if you are sober or newly sober and, you know, cause when you're like in the depths of like addiction you're not like going to the gym and running or whatever i I mean some people do probably so like i I shouldn't say you're not but it's it's one of those things where it's like okay now i have something a little extra to give and in running seems to be that thing but then like you're right though there are there are a lot of people in um in running that have suffered and struggled with addiction and in me starting to share my story more and more the more i get you know feedback of like yo i'm this month this you know this many months sober or i'm trying or i'm 10 years sober and congrats and all this other stuff but on the darker like my first reaction because that 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 part was kind of like um formative a little bit so like my, my first reaction um is that running you know running is is definitely a form of suffering mm-hmm. you know um in a in a in a in a good way i guess like so for me like i chose to suffer for a very long time you know and and it was for something super negative and and deadly you know and all these other things um but running is the not i wouldn't say the closest but it is one of those things where it's like it it still taps into that like um struggle you know that I think that people with that have fought addiction and won and still gone through it or whatever feel at home in like like darkness, you know, like I don't wanna say it like sound too dark here, but you know, like there's something there's something to it that's like um and I'll never be as like in the pain cave or in the in like, you know, in a dark space as I was going through, you know, trying to it with addiction. So it's like it's it feels like comfortable or at home to be close to that for like on my terms like suffering on my own terms and suffering for good or or, or whatever and so it's i think that's it i mean i think that there's so many people that just they just like to go back there but in their with their own with something positive you know um because it's close like you know when you're running a marathon it gets <laughs> it gets pretty dark at times so it's like um, but it's all worth it though. You know, like I've never been drinking and said, oh, this is worth it. Let me just get one more drink down. You know, it was never, that's never the case. Um, the next day you never, you're never happy about your issue. Um, after a marathon, you're in pain, you know, most pain you've ever had, you know, after you came to go downstairs, but it's so all worth it, you know? Yeah. I love that. 
So how do you think that, I guess, sobriety and this just the drinking culture plays in the running community? I know that there's like a lot of like, there's like a few different, I mean, like we talked about how like a lot of people who are in recovery, you know, find running because of that um, mindset and that suffering. And I 100% resonate with that. Um, But also, I know that there's a big community around like, um, you know, running and drinking. So I guess like, what have you seen in the community? And um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, um, I don't think that, I don't think too much about it, honestly. Um, cause I, cause that's one thing like that, that I learned in sobriety is to like, you know, I can't call anybody else. We, you know, you can't call someone else an alcoholic, you know, like yeah. they have to be the ones to decide that for themselves. Cause there's no point. You're just calling somebody a name at that point. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like there's a lot of drinking around running, um, but there's a lot of drinking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I'm, and who's to say, like, I don't know how many people, you know, have real issues with alcoholism um, in the running community or not, you know, and it doesn't ever seem like it's, prob- I guess, not problematic, you know, like, it's not like races. I mean, some, some are, but I haven't been to any that are like super encouraging, like, you know, mm-hmm get drunk and run, you know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know if that's the thing. So it is a thing, but I think that's that's America in general. Like everything, you know, like if I had a problem with that, you know, then I'd be like, you know, I'm not going to any baseball, football, basketball, any game, you know, anywhere, um, everywhere you go. Like it is what it is, you know, and I think that the cool part is there are so many people that are sober in running that like if someone really does have an issue in running, um, there's enough of us telling the stories to then help the people that are in it, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, cause there's so many, like I, I run with a, a club every now and then it's called run for Bruce, you know, in, yeah. in, um, in, uh, in rural Oak, Michigan. And that's what they do. They go, they run, they have fun. They meet up afterwards. They socialize, you know, they make friends and, you know, people keep coming every week and some people come and don't drink like myself, you know, and there's other people that just come in there and they hang out afterwards and they stick around and that's, that's fine. You know, it is what it is. Um, but I just, I don't think it's a, from what I've seen, I don't think it's like a toxic culture. So I try not to put too much, you know, into it, into judging, you know, what the situation is. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that too. Honestly, the running community is just like so inclusive and so welcoming. And that's what I love about it is like, I truly have like never felt so like welcomed by a community before my whole life until I like met like the Detroit running community, like even at Run for Brews, like I go and I get a dollar token sweet potato fries. And like on the first day, like they ask you like, what's your favorite like drink? And I said like a Diet Coke. So it's like, everyone loves it. exactly yeah i think when i first when i think i might have said like i might have said like water or like sparkling water or something like that yeah Um, but it is what it is you know like it's 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 still fun it's all good it's all in good fun you know um i'm sure that there are some you know organizations or races that are very centered around drinking and probably a little a little weird but hey man you gotta do what you gotta do yeah, exactly. I'm running a Bayshore Marathon in the end of the month, and they always have beer at like mile like 23, and they're like, it's a whole aid station of just like beers, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't think yeah. even if I was drinking, that would taste very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And then, and then you gotta think like that's that's for like somebody different, you know? Like that's like, I mean, I don't know anybody that's like running after like trying to go crush a PR, and like you know, I mean, maybe people are, but like stopping and grabbing, you know, whatever they're giving you on 20 at 23. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's like, maybe that's the trick that, you know, to get you over the hump. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's like, I've seen that on many different courses. Like there are people are passing out like tequila shots and like, um, in Boston, you know, random stuff. It wasn't like course sanctioned, but it was just definitely people with alcohol out there. Yeah. Um, and some people are having fun and they, they do their thing and they'll, you know, have the best day of their lives. Sure. Um, but as long as you can remember it, you're good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's funny. I know. I love always um, when I celebrate after races, I make a noon mocktail with noon hydration. Okay. Um, yeah, right. noon ambassador. So I love like posting these recipes on my Instagram, but it's like I put I'll do it with like coconut <laughs> water and like sparkling water and put the noon in and the juice and make it all fancy. 
right, I like that. I like that. I have to. I might have to try that out. Yes, I'll send you the recipe. <laughs> That's awesome. So I guess like, what are some things that you do to like help break the stigma of addiction? Because I hate stigma. It's like my biggest pet peeve. And I just wish people were more vulnerable. And um, I just wish people were less afraid to share their stories. So yeah. I well, I mean, I, I think it's just it's. um, Yeah, it's just just more people sharing, you know, it is it just I mean, that's the same thing with like mental health, you know, Um At one point, people didn't share because that's, that's just not what you do, you know. Um, and the more people that share, the the better. Um, and now, you know, mental health awareness is extremely high and probably has to, you know, can definitely go, you know, get better. But, you know, people aren't as, it's almost like awarded at certain points, you know, like the more people that share and the more people, like, let's just say that, like, let's just say that, you know, I keep sharing my story and, well, how about we do this? How about, you know, Rich Roll? So Rich Roll is, is, is a podcaster. Are you familiar? Rich Roll? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm like, like, are you familiar? Of course. <laughs> um, but so like, you know, he, he let, he led with his, you know, he leads with his, his, his sobriety as he should, you know, and, and he is living very well, you know, because of who he is and how he shares his story and because of that story, you know, um, and because he's very good at what he does, but then also like, it's who he is, you know? And then it, then it's like, oh, okay, well he shared his story and look, he's successful. I mean, cause that's the, that was the stigma is like, if you share it, will you be shunned? And will like, no one want to work with you and all these other things. But it's like, what do you, um, if people like that keep sharing and you're able to like make a living and, and it actually helps your story, then the, the better, like, so the more I share, somebody may say like, well, maybe I'm not alcoholic, but I do struggle with this other thing that, you know, is a little dicey to share, but maybe, maybe it'll help me by letting it go. But then also it could be beneficial for me to share, you know, like that's the thing, like as long as more people share and more people do it in the right, safe, you know, responsible way, then more people will want to. Yeah. Um, and it, at, the, at the very least, you know, that there's other people out there doing it. Absolutely. And I also like to say too, like, if you're scared about sharing something, like, it means that like, you think that people when they're receptive to it are going to think less of you when you do share that. And like, if you are worried about that from certain people, or like, if you think that the community that you're surrounded by is going to reject you, then it's like, find people that are going to support you and like, share it with them. And like, if people do like, stigmatize or reject you after sharing something like that's not you it's like there's something that they're dealing with and they're like taking out that struggle and that internal conflict on you and I just I am such a huge proponent of just sharing and vulnerability so yeah I really like that advice yeah because it's it's um yeah you know, it's easy to say though I mean because it's it's like once you once you're once you've done it and you you know because that's why sobriety is, I mean, there's so many people that are in like the, in, in like doing the work and, um, a part of AA, um, that don't necessarily share like with their jobs, you know, which is, which is, I mean, there's certain, like, I guess there's certain, um, um, jobs or careers that like, you know, maybe, maybe that wouldn't necessarily be a great thing for you to share. Um, because of the system that's there but at the same time it's like someone needs to to break that barrier i mean it's not like hey i'm admitting that i'm drinking on the job while i'm doing surgery but it's like you can i, I just feel like there's a way that you can share um if you're willing to like take that chance but it's it, it, we're scared of someone making a decision or or not liking us or like debarring us or whatever it is um because of because of it and you don't know though you know like and you don't even know it's almost worth it you know it's almost worth getting that off your chest i mean and yes be very selectful with what you share like like i said like i've luckily i work for a company that is smaller and i was very close to the you know the owner of the company and i was able to tell my story to him and, and make amends with him even for things that he didn't really know about but him me sitting there telling somebody that pays me well um that like hey you know 
I was probably drinking on the job a lot, you know what I mean? And even though I was successful in doing it, you know, and doing my job, it was very freeing to like, just tell that truth again. It was a risk because it could have just been like, it could have changed his whole perception of me, but so many people want you to do well and be well. Um, and if you hold it, you could be holding a secret for 10 years for no reason when everybody around you would have been like, would have liked you even more knowing that, you know, you are who you are still through all these other things, you know? Yeah, that's beautiful. More words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay, well, cool. So I do want to shift gears just for a quick sec and kind of talk about your journey with being vegan as well. So were you always vegan? And when did you decide to become vegan? No, so I, I, I went... I tried the vegan thing starting in like um February 2018 so it was like okay. a little over a year of sobriety uh -huh. um it was like just a challenge it was like a um um like let's do 14 days or whatever it was and after 14 after like three four or five days or something like that I felt just different you know I felt like more energy and this is after sobriety so like I was surprised that me just taking out a few things that I thought were or was told that was good for me um, to take those things out and then feel like a surge of energy still just seemed, you know, really weird. It kept going, um, got to like 14, 15 days and like watched a few documentaries, like what the health and other different yeah, things um, that are very like, you know, <laughs> nail in the coffin for when it comes to like, you know, eat meat if you're already headed that way. Yeah. Um, so after that, it kind of just, it wasn't like the, you know, it was the treatment, you know, of animals and it was the, you know, the, disgusting habits you know that you know the the industries like hold and carry around like processing meat and stuff but it was like the the science also behind you know what it does to your body so then it also explained to me why I feel better yeah. you know like so I'd already been experiencing things that I didn't really necessarily understand because it's like your whole life this is what you eat to get stronger and this is what you need for energy and this is what so to have all that and still be lifting in the lifting in the gym, it was only 14 days, but to still to not, if you told like a, a bodybuilder or like a weightlifter or a football player or something that you to go vegan for 14 days, we'd assume that like by day seven or eight, we'd be like low on energy and skinny wow. and, and yeah. over overnight. But um, to get there, um, to be 14 days and still like really in the gym heavy, six, seven days a week sometimes, um, it was just, it was like, it was an eye opener. So I just kept going. And then I'm not as like, um, I'm not like, like I'm definitely hardcore vegan in the sense of like, I won't eat anything that's not vegan. But yeah. then at the same time, like I'm, I run a lot. So like I use that as like my, uh, like, Hey man, I just got to eat, you know, like I don't necessarily read all of the stuff on there. Like I have some friends that, that yeah. definitely know like what the big words mean. They're like, no, no, I can't eat that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it tastes really good though. So like we're going for it, you know. Um you know, I try to I try my best to be as healthy as possible, but in that I still kinda have like I'm not like the cleanest, I guess, vegan in the world. Oh yeah. No, it's uh Oreos are vegan and it's the Oreos best. Are vegan. Yeah. Oreos are vegan. So you take Oreos, right? And then yep. you put peanut butter on them. I eat them every day. Literally that combo. It's it's ridiculous. Like I haven't had it in a while because if I do, then then the alcoholic tendencies start coming out and then I'm having like, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like in Oreo coma. So I try my best not to, but yeah. it's nuts. It's literally nuts, peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nuts. It gets crazy. Like, so if you're listening to this, vegan or non or not vegan, get yourself some peanut butter, grab yourself an Oreo, put the peanut butter on the Oreo and eat it and just you're welcome. Oh, it's so good. It's like the parent trap, like that one scene. It's like, if you've seen the parent trap, oh, they're eating Oreos and peanut butter. Literally, it's like my favorite snack ever. I didn't, I didn't even, I guess I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice that ever. Yeah, no, I didn't. It's classic. <laughs> That's awesome. So you feel like vegan has kind of impacted your performance then and like improved it a little bit or? Well, well I don't know. I mean, because I, 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 no, I didn't start running until after um oh, veganism, yeah. you know like but i think that veganism you know in that energy difference because i started to lean out a bit you know like i was still in the gym very heavy like but i started to like kind of lean up which was great like i looked amazing at one point in my life yeah. um but like i just had i had more energy to do and i'm like i wanted to move around a little bit more too like because 
lifting in the gym like is it's a different culture like it's like you know it's just different like you're trying to get bigger and stronger and then and like when when i went vegan i started i I didn't. I don't know if I did it on purpose, but I just started wanting to move around more. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's also at the time when like hit hit workouts were really starting to get popular. Um, I'm sure they've probably been popular a lot, but there was like a surge of like that type of workout, and so like that came at the right time. So I was moving a lot more at that time, and I think that just led me to be maybe ready to run, you know, and like thinking of oh maybe that'd be healthier because I was once you once you decide to go like. To, if you pick any diet, let's, I was going to say vegan, but if you pick any, um, not diet, like a plan, but like a, a way of eating, lifestyle? a lifestyle choice of, of how you eat, it just, you become much more aware of like your health in general, because you're, you're just, you're just, you're hyper aware of like what's makes you feel good and doesn't. So I think that that awareness that came with, with, with choosing to eat much, much cleaner and going vegan. I think it just it made me much more aware of like how I wanted to feel and how like I wanted to be able to move, you know, and then so then the opportunity came to run. It's like, sure, you know, I'm already trying to figure out what's next anyway. Um, so then, yeah, so I think it empowered me along with with us, right? It empowered me to be like ready to run. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that's awesome. I feel like too, like veganism is becoming a lot more popular and like, I don't eat like dairy or red meat. So I like, have like, I just opt for most of the vegan options that they offer at places. And so like, when I saw like at the spring marathon kickoff, I'm like, there's vegan pizza that never happens. Like when there's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, hey, I got to Yeah, there's no way that I'm throwing a party without like ve- something vegan there because I got to eat while I'm there too, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so yeah, vegan, I mean, all they do is like, because I mean, a lot of crusts are vegan technically, mm-hmm. you know, that's like the place does like their own like special recipe where they throw butter on it or random. Um, but, you know, like, there's so many places now that like have options in people like I think it was it might've been a little harder when I started, you know, I think I've been vegan for like, um, for six, uh, five years. So it's like, it probably was harder then a little bit, but now there's so many restaurants. You can go to a steakhouse and if you just ask, I mean, they'll take care of you typically. Um, so it's just, it's, it's much easier than it used to be. Definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. So I guess like starting to wrap up a little bit, what are your future goals you have for running life? podcast mm. whatever i don't know i don't know um well this summer i want to i want to like run shorter races and run faster and kind of like have fun with that and really kind of push myself a little bit so that i can run like a faster half in the fall yeah um, and then get ready to go po- probably go back to um to boston next year because i have some friends that are qualifying and stuff so it's like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just let them have all the fun. So uh, maybe just work to get back to that. But um, I have like, you know, I we didn't really talk about it too much, but like working in this whole thing, I've been able to work with a lot of different brands to do different things like like the um, like the kickoff party with Adidas and just other stuff and content things. So I have an, I have this thing that I'm working on that, you know, hopefully I'll get to like announce it soon. But um something like really fun to to work on during the summer and for other people to be involved in um but it's just been really cool to to go through this journey but then have you know brands and fo- and people that follow and all that stuff like really tap into like what's going on and what's happening and um it it's just another um it's more proof that like literally like just trying to be like exactly who you are you know and just living that even if it changes you know month to month or sometimes or you know year to year um being that full expression if you can and how often you can or whenever you can is like the best way to go i mean because that's why you know i when i first started doing stuff i was kind of i wasn't trying to be anybody else but you just try to go with what seems to be working which is fine and and I'm sure you make it work out but the more I like just settled into like being exactly who the you know who I am um and telling that truth and being that truth then the more it seemed that like people wanted to like really follow and 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 be a part of it in a way yeah definitely hopefully, that's hopefully this, summer, hopefully this year will be good 
Yeah, absolutely. I see big things in store. I'm excited to hear what you have planned and just like everything that is going for you. And also for your half, which race are you doing? Are you going to do free press? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. Like I keep that's when my friends say maybe Detroit have. I'm like I don't know. Um, I don't know. I it would be cool. It's it's really cool to be able to get out of town and do things. Um, so I mean maybe Detroit have maybe, it, but if something else comes up where it's like I can, you know, do like a destination type of race and go somewhere in the country that's you know got a fast half. You know that. Um, you know, and in Detroit is is a it's a really great race. It is a fast you know uh, flat course, um, but I want to get I, I, sometimes I want to get out and and do some of those races where it's like you, know, you tend to like randomly be with next thing you know you're like with fifteen people all doing this like same pace you know and that's really cool and it's fun you know and you you don't always get that opportunities in certain like areas and cities, um, but hopefully you know Detroit's getting is coming along because the R Detroit running community is definitely growing and very quickly so. You know, maybe one day that'll be the thing. But um, so maybe the, either the Detroit half or like if I can get like a, a cool brand to say like, hey, you know, come out and do this thing. Well, I'd be happy to do that, too. Yeah, that would be awesome. I yeah, I'm excited. I'm also excited for the we we run three run three group to start because we just started. You guys just started this week, right? Yeah, yeah, they did the day. The opening day was yes. Or Tuesday. 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 It was Tuesday. It was rainy. It was cold. I was there. It sucked. Um, but it was really cool to see like them get back going and I say them because like they're like you know we run three and three as a business you know like I definitely run them I consider myself as a part of the group obviously but you know like it's just really cool to see it start up again um, everybody's super super excited about it because they do take some time off um, from you know before the winter and then you know open, start back up in May so everybody's super happy ready to go um, 5, 5k 10k Thursday tonight so that's cool um but it's um it i think it's going to be a really great year because they're they're they've been building like something like like crazy um and joe and lance have just done a really good job and the whole leadership team have just done a really good job at like setting up the group to have fun and, and have cool opportunities and experiences as a group yeah you guys are awesome like every time i go to one of the runs i just feel like feel so like included and just like celebrated and like i just love how your group always like celebrates like well we we run 313 is i like always like stumble over my words when i say that but i'll just say 313 <laughs> it, can, it can be it can yeah I've, I've i do it sometimes too but it's like yeah just go just power through it it's fine literally it's like I was even racing this half this weekend and it was all the way on the other side of the state but a group from through and through was there and oh, yeah. they were like cheering for me she, she like, runs oh. right yeah she runs and yeah. it was so cool and like they were like saying my name and I'm like oh my gosh you remember who I am like it's just so yeah. sweet and like such a great community yeah, yeah no, it's a, it is a dope they, they've they've really cultivated this really cool and like supportive community and I don't know how they did it but um it's great because like i benefit from i benefit from it all the time so it's like keep doing what you're doing guys because you, you know they rock for sure they really do uh do you have any other spring races on the agenda no no i think it i think um well tracksmith is going to be doing two races in the summer though they're doing the five thousand meters in one in detroit so it's like actually in detroit soil which is amazing and then wow. another one's in ann arbor so i'm gonna probably do both of those but that's i think july and august i think yep yeah um, so I'm going to do both of those for sure. Um, nothing else in the spring really lined up. Um, I think I'll just be getting ready to possibly do some racing, you know, in May and June, but we'll see. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool. Any other parting words of wisdom for people who maybe feel like they're struggling either with um, getting sober or maybe they're scared to start running or lacking self-confidence or what are some besides one day at a time, which is probably going to be the title of this episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. um no i think um what would i want to hear if i were i mean it's just i mean just start you know um because like i guess if i didn't start trying to get sober all those other times then i would i would have never gotten sober you know what i mean um just start because I think a lot of the thing is, you know, we're, we're so afraid of like of failing at something or we're afraid of like starting and then someone else, you know, like, what is it going to look like if I didn't, if I can't follow through, um, 
but you just gotta you just gotta you just gotta start because you could be a one-timer like you could try to start running tomorrow and then be hooked from then on and you never stop again or you could just have maybe not the best journey in the beginning and then stop for a few weeks or a month or two and then you get back to it but it's no one i mean everybody cares but no one cares you know it's you know and then you just got to get out there and start and whatever the reasons are that's to not start or just it's just noise and just get in there and do your thing um because the people that would would hold you back from it that you're worried about possibly they're not they're not for you anyway you know i love that thank you so much tommy for all of your amazing wisdom today and just inspiration like seriously like i literally feel so fulfilled after chatting with you and just like literally just so inspired like i have so many like notes i'm just oh my gosh like it's you're really an inspiration in this running community and thank you for being you and doing you and just like everything that you do for this community. No, no, I super appreciate it. You know, thanks for the opportunity. Um, and you know, it's, I mean, it's just important that you, that you want to have like just meaningful conversations and hopefully someone listens to this and is, you know, take something away from it and can, you like like how I did is take what somebody else said and kind of help me move forward um and that's all we really can do for each other is just you know share the stories and hopefully someone connects to it and just keep doing our thing absolutely absolutely awesome well I will make sure to link all of Tommy's social medias and his podcast and YouTube channel down below so you guys can check out his content and connect with him because he's truly awesome and he your editing skills on videos are amazing like so good thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah yeah welcome